Hello, hello. Welcome to Words, Wobbles and Wisdom. Anne-Marie Miles here. Lovely to have you with me. Our subject today is going to be self-care. And uh, I suppose, first of all, I want to share with you a bit about what I thought self-care was um, and then kind of what I realised it actually is. Um, so, I mean, I I was never really one for moving didn't really like to do anything. Uh, even as a young child, I remember I was really lazy and I used to be hated when I was asked to clean my room or wash dishes or help my mother with housework. You know, I was the baby of the family, maybe a bit indulged, a bit cosseted by the older siblings. The world revolved around me, or I certainly thought it should. I didn't really want to do anything. You know, I mean, that's normal kid stuff, isn't it? I mean, kids have to be kind of encouraged to clean their rooms and do stuff. But this behaviour that kids tend to grow out of, I didn't. I didn't grow out of that dislike of activity. I didn't want to walk anywhere for very long. I often had to be bribed to help my mother or go places that I didn't want to go. Fast forward to my 30s and I had perfected the art of moving as little as possible. And coupled with my slothful tendencies, there was some sadness. I was suffering with some depression and the combination of that and comfort eating that I've talked about before led to years of deliberate inactivity. And I thought I was caring for myself. I thought I was looking after myself. I was uh, protecting myself. You know, if I don't want to do that, then I shouldn't do it, right? If I don't want to go for a walk or I don't want to hoover the house or clean the bathroom, then I shouldn't do it if I don't want to do it. Yeah, that was my logic, you know, and I used to have this thing before I would sit down to watch TV. I would get everything within arm's reach. I would get the house phone, my mobile phone. I would make sure I had a charger, all the remote controls and, of course, something to eat, a little snack and, uh, you know, everything around me so that I wouldn't have to move again for as long as possible. And whether it was cooking, ironing, watching TV, sorting paperwork, I would put everything in arm's reach and I would sit down to do it. And if it turned out that I needed something else, I would either not bother getting it or I'd have someone else fetch it for me. I had it all worked out. You know, I even in work, I would gather things around me so that I didn't have to move from my desk. One particular job, my I was on my own in the office quite a bit and my office chair was on wheels. And sometimes I just rolled, <laughs> I rolled around the I rolled around the office on the office chair, you know, just kind of wheeled myself around the office rather than getting up and walking across the office. <laughs> um, because I, you know, a lot of the times I was on my own. And, you know, so it's quite hard to roll a chair across the room with somebody my size on that chair. It would have been much easier to get off the chair and push the empty chair across the room. It would have been much easier to do that because it would have been lighter. But no, I just didn't like moving. I would I, I would take the shortest route anywhere. I would park as near as I would drive around shopping centres and car parks and I'd keep looking for that spot near the door. No matter where I was going, I would always leave late enough so I had to drive, even if the destination was only up the road. <laughs> I mean, there are things that have to be done, aren't there? there are, we have to pay our taxes. If we want the rubbish collected, we have to put the bins out on Tuesdays. Now, hang on. You only put the bins out on Tuesdays if Tuesday's your bin day. I, I'm not saying that everybody who's listening to this has to put their bins out on Tuesday. Only put them out on Tuesday if Tuesday's your bin day. 
But anyway, we have to clean our freezer out. We have to empty out the cat's poop tray if we have a cat. We have to weed the garden, get the car serviced, clear the gutters. The list goes on. And and we don't like doing any of those things, do we? In fact, I hate doing most of those things that I just mentioned. And believe me, changing fish tank water is no joy either. But these things have to be done. And we know what will happen if we don't do them. You know, no responsible driver would just knock at the car serviced. Most people won't leave the cat's poop tray or the fish tank water. And we all know what will happen if we don't pay our taxes. So we do these things. At least for most of us, they are things we don't enjoy. I never saw this connection with my own body, the importance of moving and looking after what I'm being given. And and the importance of doing it, even if you don't necessarily enjoy doing it, it kind of has to be done. And I thought self-care was protecting myself from activities that I didn't enjoy. I thought self-care was allowing myself to have what I wanted when I wanted it, food-wise and, uh, you know, and time-wise and whatever. I mean, actually, a, a friend of mine posted on Instagram not so long ago. It was a photograph of a cake, a big latte glass. And he said, you know, sometimes self-care looks like hot chocolate and banana bread. And I absolutely agree. Sometimes it does. And I was thinking, yeah, fair play to you. You go and enjoy that. My problem was that all of the time self-care looked like hot chocolate and banana bread. Not sometimes. All of the time self-care looked like not making myself move, getting myself comfortable, getting everything around me so that once I sat down, I didn't have to stand up again for the rest of the night. And I realised that actually I wasn't caring for myself. That is not self-care. I love to, to sit and uh, put my feet up and watch a bit of telly. But I don't do it for hours on end, for days on end anymore. In fact, even this weekend, it was our wedding anniversary and we kind of took a couple of days off. And, and even after two days of just sitting around and eating, I said to Rich, oh, I just, I want to move. I want to do something. I don't, I don't, you know, I don't want to sit around anymore. I'm done. And I'm so glad that I've kind of, that has changed within me. In fact, at the beginning, when that change happened, it was a very gentle thing. I had lost a little bit of weight and I felt that I needed to move. And I had read somewhere to start, you know, don't go out and do a 10K, which I didn't. Uh, but just set your watch for 10 minutes, walk. And after 10 minutes, the alarm will go off and you just turn around and walk home. And that's what I did. I just set the alarm for 10 minutes. And when it went off, I would turn around and I would walk home. And bit by bit, I stopped putting things and within arm's reach of me, I would, I would say, Leaves, oh, no, I'll go back and get that. And that will get me off the chair. And it was a gentle thing. And eventually the walks became more regular and they became longer. And I decided to go and buy decent runners, decent trainers and some comfortable leggings, made some playlists on my phone to listen to. And eventually I got into it. And both Richard and I got, you know, pedometers and uh, we both got one at the same time as and whereas usually I I would have said, Richard, would you mind getting me? I left my charger upstairs. Would you go up and get it? I'd be like, oh, I need my charger. And he'd be up off the sofa. I'll get it for you. And I'd be like, no, I'll get it. I, I need the steps. And there'd be this argument about who'd be, who'd be going upstairs to get the charger uh, because we were trying to get our steps up. My first target was only like 3,000 a day. To tell you how little I was doing. You know, if I didn't reach it, if I had like 250 steps still to do, I would just walk around the kitchen at the end of the day, you know, just up and down the kitchen, up and down the kitchen just to try and get my steps up. I just kind of realised that actually self-care, it does include, 
uh, the hot chocolate and and the slice of cake. There's no doubt about it. But that's only part of it. It's only part of the self-care. A lot of the self-care is actually getting up out of the chair, getting the runners on, getting the trainers on. Sorry, we call them runners in Dublin. Getting the trainers on and getting out the door uh, for the walk. Self-care includes thinking, you know, thinking about what am I going to eat this week? And from that list then comes what am I going to shop for this week? And, you know, balancing the treats and balancing the nice things, which I think we all need to have with making sensible decisions, which I didn't do for such a long time. You know, I didn't make sensible decisions at all. It was just it was just a long, long, long period of just really bad decisions, thinking that I was caring for myself by by allowing myself to have whatever, whatever I wanted. And that wasn't the case. Self-care is the odd slap on the wrist, really. It's the odd, you know, come on now, get yourself up and get yourself moving or, you know, cook something proper, you know, peel a few vegetables, don't just bung something in the oven. I think that is a lot of what self-care is about. But of course, we're not only physical, are we? There's also the mental health side of self-care. I think dealing with the physical certainly helps. I mean, they, you know, there's a lot of studies about how physical activity actually helps mental health. I don't think there's any disagreement about that. There's, it's also widely, you know, kind of reported that if you're tired now, you know, not if you not if it's two in the morning and you need to sleep, but if that a walk after your lunch rather than sitting down after your lunch, a walk after your lunch will actually make your afternoon more productive. It'll give you more energy to kind of do whatever you need to do in the afternoon. So I think physical self-care is is really connect connects in with the kind of mental self-care as well and caring, you know, caring for your mind and caring for your thinking and your emotional state as well. And, you know, for me uh, as a Christian as well, my spiritual life is part of the self-care program. I mean, sometimes I find it hard to pray. Sometimes I find it hard to read the Bible. So I will just read a psalm. I think everybody knows Psalm 23, even if you don't go to church and even, you know, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Lots of people will know that psalm, Psalm 23. That's a lovely psalm to read. You know, you don't have to have a Bible to read it. You can Google it and read it on the internet. It's a really lovely psalm to read if if you just need some kind of spiritual nourishment as well, some spiritual care. You know, I sing and play the guitar and I love to sing and play worship songs. So it is part of my spiritual life, as I've said before, is really important to me. And just keeping up that that level of care for my spirit, you know, for the spiritual side of my life is a big part of what I have committed to do. So the whole concept of self-care, it's really, it's really wide. It's, it's, it's beyond just, you know, cosseting ourselves in it and curling up on the sofa. It's beyond that, which I still do the odd time. It's just, it used to be what I did most of the time and now it's not. And I think it's really important that we get that balance of rest and movement uh, of of treats which we love and and then eating you know proper solid real food whole food 
um, giving ourselves space to think. I'm some. I'm not a great journaler, but some people find journaling and you know, kind of devotional writing in that sense, or just pouring out their their thoughts. Uh, some people find that really beneficial. It, it, journaling is not something I've really done, but I know a lot of people who do it and benefit greatly from it. But I mean, the main point is that my definition, my own definition of self-care has really been transformed over the years. And, you know, this body is getting older. I'm going to be 50 next year. I can, you know, my knees are well aware of that fact. Uh, I have I have joint pain, shoulders, elbows, my fingers, uh, and I can feel I can feel the burden of the weight I've been carrying and the years <laughs> of my life. And I'm thinking, no, I want to be strong. I want to live. I want to live a long and healthy life. And the only way I can do that is to care for myself in every way, mentally, uh, spiritually, emotionally. I have to care for myself in every way. And sometimes that means doing the stuff I don't want to do. <laughs> I think self-care is vital. We really need to think about ourselves. Think about the things in our lives that are taking from us, that are drawing from us. If we think of our lives kind of almost like a bank account. So there's things that will withdraw from that account and there's things that will deposit into that account. And self-care includes that as well, doesn't it? What, what are those things that withdraw? And, and, and sometimes those things have to happen. But you also need to balance those. What are the things in my life that deposit in, whether it's the physical self or the emotional self or the spiritual self? What are the things that give to me as well as the things that take from me? And and again, there's a balance, isn't there? There's a, there's a balance to be found in all of that. And I think it, sometimes we need to stop and just think about are the things that we're doing in life, the things that we're doing for ourselves, to ourselves, are they filling us or are they emptying us? Are they giving to us or are they taking from us? And sometimes you really need to sit down and kind of think that through, don't you? Because th those answers aren't easy to find straight off. And like I've said before, I am not a counsellor. I am not an expert in anything except my own experience and the things that that have changed in my life over the last few years. And all I really wanted to do was just share some of that and, and hopefully give you a laugh and some positive vibes along the way. Hopefully. <laughs> OK, Frankie, you're up. What is that about? What is that about? Seriously. OK. Here's the thing, right? Here's my thing this week. I'm nervous about this one now because this could this could ruffle feathers. People who do all of their housework in, in one go. How do you do that? How do you like I see posts on Facebook or whatever. Oh, that's brilliant. I've done, you know, all of the house is done today. Done all, you know, done all the floors. All the bathrooms are done now. Change the beds. Wash the windows. Uh, that's brilliant. Now that's all done. Going to sit down now and watch watch a movie with the kids. I'm like, what? What? How? What is that about? How do you do that? I mean, if I was to post an honest version of that post, it would be made a footstool out of the contents of the ironing basket. Really wish that this chair was nearer the fridge. <laughs> Stabbed my toe on some stones that were brought in on my shoe. Really need to hoover. Changed the towel in the bathroom and sprayed the air freshener. 
hope the mother-in-law doesn't realise. You know, <laughs> I just, I don't, you know, seriously, I just don't, I don't know how you do it. I just, you know, maybe I should do a whole episode on housework because I, oh my goodness, housework just is the pits, is the absolute pits. And I know I've just been talking about all the things we have to do. And as one of the things we have to do, you know, we have to clean the bathroom, don't we? We have to clean the bathroom. We have to clean the fridge and defrost the freezer and clean the oven and iron. Oh my gosh. And I just, I know there are people who get a real sense of achievement from cleaning their house. I do not get that sense of achievement at all. You know, if I've cleaned the bathrooms, then Richard or I will want to use one of them at some stage. And I'll be like, I'll just just, just clean that loo. Or I'll have cleaned the kitchen, emptied the dishwasher, wiped all the counters down. And then he wants to make tea. So he wants to put the kettle on and use a mug and a spoon. How this joyful kind of, yay, I've done all my housework feeling. I've I've never got that. For me, it's like, oh, I better do it. Here's my thing, right? If I do it today, if I dust today, I'll have to dust again next week. So why don't I just dust next week? <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like... I think, you know, I think part of it is that the, uh, sorry, this has gone on longer than usual, but you no, know, part of it is, is the, because of the lockdown, nobody was visiting. So, I mean, our place is always untidy, you know, so it's just, we're untidy people. So, but somebody be coming for dinner. We'd have two or three people coming for dinner. So we'd have to sort out the dining room table. We'd have to get everything off the dining room table so that we could set the dining room table. And we'd have to find a place to put the stuff that we had taken off the dining room table. And we'd have to hoover and clean the loo and all that stuff. But during the lockdown, nobody was visiting. So there was no reason to take all the stuff that was on the dining room table. And, the you know, the the room we have the dining room table in is quite small. We call it our reading room. And the reading room now is just full of stuff because we haven't had to clear it or empty it for anyone. And now the lockdown is lifting. So we're having conversations like, oh, it'll be great. You know, you can come for dinner. And then I'm going, oh, right, I have to deal with the reading room now. Do you know, like I've got all this stuff in the reading room, all the stuff that never went to the... um charity shop all the jigsaws that I did through lockdown I did loads of jigsaws they're all piled up and uh, some of them are still on the jigsaw board and uh, then I've got all just things I've got things and cardboard boxes that I never flattened because I didn't know whether I'd have to send the thing back and I'm thinking oh my goodness it's going to take me I need another lockdown I actually need another kind of six months of lockdown to actually clear the room so getting all your housework done in one go. I mean, Frankie, come on. What is that about? Absolutely. I don't know what that's about. Anyway, listen, really lovely to have you here with me again. So thank you so much for listening. And uh, like I say, if you want to leave a review or um, subscribe to the podcast, I would totally love that. Uh, there's also, you've also got an option to buy me a coffee if you wanted to do that. No obligation. You can listen as long as you like. But um, if you want to do that, all of the information is on annemariemiles.co.uk or you can follow me on social media, ammo writing. Lovely to talk to you today. You take care now. Bye-bye.